Hello, and you are listening to Half Hour History, the show where you might learn something, but we guarantee nothing. I'm Jacinta. And I'm Luke. And this time we're talking about... Travel of Funerals. Somber one uh, this time, but uh, still quite interesting, I think. I've got my box of tissues ready. Okay. Well, is that for crying or? Oh, you just <laughs> completely spoiled the tone of this already. <laughs> it's serious business. It is. Not it is... jizzy business. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise and Jizzy Business. Jizzy Busy. Uh, so you might be thinking, what, guys? And I love them in the Jizzy Busy. <laughs> That's Kai Ritchie's next movie. Um, so you might be thinking, what the hell is a traveller and why are we talking about their funerals? That now? is exactly what I'm thinking because I don't read ahead mm-hmm. on this stuff. I'm here to learn, yes. just like the listeners. Yes. And, You're uh, a traveller in your own way. And I'm, I'm already, I'm, well, I'm on a lifestyle travelers but I'm, yeah. I'm already feeling a little bit nervous about this one okay well travelers uh the most common terminology that people will know them by will be uh gypsies i'm out <laughs> but uh many people do consider the word gypsy to be uh, a bit of a slur so it's more polite to just not use it and to call that community travelers instead means they, they travel around yeah yeah they do Um, And so there's two kind of main groups that people will be uh, mostly familiar with. We'll we'll do like a little tiny, tiny bit of traveller history before we go straight into the funeral stuff. So I think, you know, this show being a half hour of history, Mm. it's very important to to get some context here. Because I've got to say, this is actually, this is an area, and look, I know a vast amount of things, but Mm -hmm. I do not know a lot about this because Mm. it's one of those things that certainly growing up, and I am a child of the late 70s, early 80s and uh, I have an English background Mm -hmm. and you know when you see travellers portrayed in books which were probably written in the 50s, 60s It's a whole bunch of weird stereotypes. Yeah, very negative. I'm not very familiar with the the truth of it. Mm, Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's Captain Haddock going, (laughs) bloody gypsies in the field, get out of here, stealing Mm. all my newspapers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, two main groups that people will probably be most familiar with. So, uh, the Romani or Roma people, which are kind of European continental, which is like Esmeralda from Hunchback of Notre Dame, who was French Roma, or the group of like Irish travellers, which are obviously in Ireland and through the United Kingdom. Um, and that's similar to like the Brad Pitt pikey character from Snatch. Now, I cannot see a character like that ever getting the green light these days because while everyone in Snatch was um, a fairly exaggerated uh, kind of character, it's pretty racist. Yeah, and it's... See, it's really weird with these things because I think a lot of that sort of racism or stereo stereotyping mm-hmm. comes from not knowing about something yeah. and being so far removed from it mm. that you feel like, oh, this is so alien to me. It's okay to kind of joke about this yeah. and, and to say that. But then 
you do, you end up on the wrong side, wrong side of, of history. Of history. Yeah. I think that sometimes because, like, we'll make fun of, like, people from Rockingham. Mm. And then that's, you know, and we're doing it with love. Yeah. But there's that idea of, yeah, it's such a horrible like essentially you're making yeah you're making fun of of poorer dumber people and that's a bad thing and and you go that's going to be the case throughout history isn't Mm. it where anybody that you think is okay to make fun of you just can't Mm. like you will always be on the wrong side of that we're always going to become more and more enlightened hopefully Mm. um god knows what's happening in america at the moment but yeah Mm. so yes I love these people, don't know anything about them, <laughs> but by crikey am I willing to learn. Mm, yeah, there was a more kind of modern um, depiction of the Irish travellers in that, uh, what was it called, Trespass Against Us, that Michael oh, Fassbender, yeah, yeah, Brendan yeah, Gleeson cool. movie. That was a cool movie, and that was sort of a more modern, uh, realistic take on, you know, that sort of community. That lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. No roots. Lots of roots. <laughs> um, and, like, this group, all of these groups have been persecuted minorities for a few hundred years. So they originally uh, sort of originated um, in the north of India and then moved across uh, Europe and that sort of thing. And, yeah, there's a lot of very negative stereotypes attached to them. Yeah, like, in Hunchback of Notre Dame, Esmeralda is, like, you know, just doing a thing, dancing and being awesome. Mm. It's got a goat. Mm. He's, he's rad. Mm. He's like a dog, but he's got horns. And like does kick flips on skateboards and, and, and stuff. And then Frollo, supposed to be a man of religion, mm. it like, and this is a Disney film, and he's like, yeah, you, like, I think he calls it the G word, mm. and he's like, you better fuck me hard or you will burn, I'll kill you. And he like even sings about it. Yeah, right. It's so hard. Mm. He's basically like, give yourself to me so I can have like, fun times turn your little tight little Demi Moore body into an amusement park (laughs) or otherwise you are going to suffer eternal hellfire. I'm going to put you through hell. Mm. And it's like, whoa, hang about. Just wants to dance with the dog goat. Hang out with the little goat. Yeah. 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 Bloody hell. And that's, you know, abuse of authority in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, white men. God, yes. I don't know what they do. Now, there was a little minor co- yeah, minor controversy probably last year, I think. There's a stationery store here called Typo. Um, and they have lots of different like notebooks and stuff and they'll have, you know, like friendship and love and shit written on their notebooks for, you know, people to buy. I've got the love and shit one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had one that was like, I don't know if it just said gypsy or gypsy life or something. And people just went, holy shit, you can't do that. Like you can't sell a notebook with like gypsy, um, on it. And so they did, uh, you know, recall them and put out an apology that said, look, we genuinely didn't understand the connotations of that, um, and how it can be, you know, seen and, you know, look, they, they pulled it and they'll, you know, they'll do better and stuff like that. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of um, interesting-ish because I didn't think that it would have been that much of a big deal here. Like, if they'd done it in Europe or something like that, then where it's a lot closer to yeah. where those people are. That's my feeling. Like, we're so far away from it that I mm. just don't I just don't know. Yeah. But then I looked up because I went, oh, okay, well... Do we have Romany people here? And you there's do like research for this I show. I did. It's so crazy. And it turns up, it turns out that there's up to like twenty five thousand Romany people currently living in Australia. 
and mostly along the east coast which is why again we probably feel isolated from it because we're not around any of this culture um and many of them migrated after world war ii because you know if they're a uh long-term persecuted minority the nazis didn't like them very much my old uh flatmate's parents yeah they lived in a caravan yeah yeah okay were they like just gray nomads or you maybe yeah <laughs> they just they just felt like it yeah yeah so it's a really uh it's quite an interesting kind of culture my first introduction to it was uh, a reality show probably about 10 years ago did you watch my big fat gypsy wedding yes i did and and this is yeah and that's probably the closest insight and probably what people would jump to yeah before hunchback of notre dame yeah so it's um that's irish travelers they're irish um and that kind of went through you know life life rituals um courtship marriage uh first communion all that kind of thing and it was a really kind of fun light-hearted look at things and it didn't always portray them in the nicest light like it was loving but it was also kind of poking fun a little bit you could say that though about any reality tv series about any group of people but there's certainly a kind of flamboyance about everything they did yes and and some and some would say uh to our minds um Mm. a lack of taste Mm. Yeah, I mean, taste is subjective, but yeah, I thought it was I, pretty cool. Yeah, it was. They were getting a, like married in these giant like Disney princess dresses and stuff. Yeah, Everything yeah, was and they just, had like LEDs in them. Yeah, and, like all just it was unbelievable, and how much money and everything they would spend on them was, yeah. was crazy. And so I um sort of thought uh, like I found the whole cult like quite interesting. Like the way like the courtship rituals were a bit like oh this is very. Oh, there was that... The the grabbing? Yeah, that's right. The grabbing is very uh, inappropriate and wouldn't go down well outside of that culture. But there is a whole... um, I watched some other little... They're on YouTube and stuff like that. Other little documentaries you can watch sort of about the culture. And I guess there's a reason they probably focus more on the female culture in this series and the, the Big Fat Gypsy Wedding thing because the male culture... Could be seen as a bit problematic by a lot of people. They, um, the boys seem to be really encouraged to be quite tough and aggressive and settle their differences by fighting and all of that sort of thing. So that was a little bit of a wake-up call after the nice fluffy My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding and then going to watch this other stuff and going, oh, actually, maybe not. But it's a very... Um, it's an interesting culture in that we kind of, especially we're just talking about like Irish travellers mainly, that you used to, if you see white people, you think white people just behave in white people ways and this is a, a group of white people who are like have their own incredibly specific insular culture and it's strange to kind of tap into that and look at how they live and, and it's quite a... Um, not secretive, but they're not super into outsiders coming in and poking around their business. So 
a lot of their culture has remained a bit of a mystery for a very long time. And, um, yeah, if if anything... Is, Until it, now, we've got the exclusive. We do. I went and lived with uh, some travellers for a month. Uh, Undercover. It was, it was very, uh, very interesting. Bought um, a Disney store Esmeralda costume yeah. and uh, went in undercover uh, to, to get the lowdown. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, if, if there is anything in this episode that does kind of interest you, there's a bunch of stuff on, um, on YouTube that you can check out. History's um, mysteries revealed. Mm, mm. So let's, uh, we're 12 minutes in, let's start talking about the actual thing this episode is about. So, traveller funerals. Um, like many of these episodes, these will start because we've watched like a TV show or a movie or something that might have been a period piece and something happens in that that we want to then find out more about. And I was watching an episode of Call the Midwife where they had some uh, travelers in that episode. Um, one of the travelers died and they engaged in some rituals that I thought were seemed quite strange. And so I looked it up to see if that was an actual thing that uh, that happened and it was. So thus this episode was born because if I found it interesting then I imagine a bunch of other people would too. So to start off with, travelers are superstitious as fuck about death. Like so superstitious. So um, if a person is nearing the end of their life, it's tradition for the community to really rally around the family. So it's both for the support of the family, you know, as you would if anyone was kind of dying, you want to support the family, and also to make sure that they settle any strife with the dying person, like ask for forgiveness if they've done something wrong, or basically just generally make sure that they are in the dying person's good graces, because... They are goddamn terrified of that person coming back to haunt them and starting shit. So if they can't get to the bedside or they're just, like, particularly paranoid, they'll use, like, spells and charms to just ward off the bad juju because they are, like, not interested in ghost interaction whatever. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They are very, very scared of ghosts. And so... Sorry, I'm being very quiet. I'm just fascinated by this. Mm, it's very interesting. And once the person actually dies, um, touching the body is really, really discouraged by, you know, anyone in the community or family or like anything like that. Below the waist or just in general? I think just in general. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very much so below the waist, right. but in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a tradition that's probably stemming from, uh, like, in the Middle Ages because back then, if someone died, they probably had something really gross and contagious, like the plague. You're saying travellers are gross? Well, I'm saying that everybody in the Middle Ages was gross. Okay, yep. yeah. And, uh, but especially... <laughs> <laughs> I never said okay. that. All right. uh, and so, obviously, if you touch a dead body, yeah. like, you'd probably get the plague too. And nobody really wants the plague. Like, I feel that's the takeaway from that. Nobody wants the plague. Um, and also, if they touch the body um, too much, the person might get pissed off, come back to haunt them. And touch them. Yeah. When they don't want to be touched. Mm. Yeah. Touch them creepily with their icy, dead, ghostly uh, yeah, fingers. Yeah, ghost hands. Mm. How do you like the ghost shocker? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, While you're sitting on the bus. You don't like it at all. No. Right? Now you know how I felt. Absolutely. So, to avoid handling the body as much as possible after death. Because, you know, like in our sort of culture, the person would die and then they'd go off to the funeral home or whatever and the funeral people would... Yeah. Put him in a suit and whatever. Our culture has no problem with touching the body. Mm. Um, often, you know, someone will uh, puppeteer the body, mm. 
you know, Take for the amusement of the and, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah Weekend yeah. at Bernie's. You were talking yeah. about, you know, pop culture references. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's mm. shows, um, like, American funeral mm. rites. Yeah, yeah. They took the body on a holiday. They did. Which shows a lot of love for Bernie. Yeah, Bernie wasn't going to come back to haunt them because no. Bernie was very happy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, to avoid handling the body as much as possible after death, the person will be washed and dressed in their best clothes immediately before death. So, I imagine that's some, absolutely something that an old chook on their last legs wants to be concerned with. Oh, Nana, you're about to die in about 20 minutes. Come and have a bath. Let me put your nice dress on. And she's just like... I don't know. I have this feeling, and of course I don't know, but I have this weird suspicion that if you knew you were going to die mm. and you were sort of on that edge, and I imagine if your body's starting to shut down, you're going into that sort of dreamlike in and mm. out state anyway, I reckon it must feel a bit like your birthday. Mm. Like there's something sort of a little bit special and exciting about it too. Okay. Yeah. Venturing into the unknown. Yeah, or just everyone's around and there's all this attention and you just sort of know that, yeah, something is about to happen. Yeah, maybe. Sadly, we can't ask anyone. So, no, but so, you know, <laughs> putting on your best strides yeah. might be a bad idea. Yeah, 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 to be fair. And I guess I probably, you know, would want to be looking all right after death. That's right. Yeah, you want you do want to look your best. Even so, okay. if you're going to be a ghost. All right. You want to be a dapper ghost. Absolutely. A because, yeah, if, if you die, then your ghost comes back with the clothes that you're wearing, which is something to think about as you're leaving the house each day. Yeah, you'll be wearing those clothes forever. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to, like, go out to the shops in your tracky dacks and Adidas um, yeah. jumper and then get hit by a bus because you're going to be a chav ghost. Yeah. Chav ghost. And you want to go to, like, all the fancy heaven parties yeah, where everyone's no. wearing, you know, who died, like, rich people who died in tuxedos. Mm-hmm. And they're like, not in those pants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if the death was sudden uh, and this part of the tradition wasn't able to be completed before death, uh, somebody else would come and do it. A third party, like an undertaker or, you know, just some other third party would come in. So the family or the community does not have to touch the body. And they'd use tongs. Yeah, they do. The big, the big barbecue ones. Yeah. Uh, so mourning is a really, really big deal. It's just completely all-encompassing. Um, and until the funeral, family members are not supposed to bathe or shave, comb their hair, or eat or drink anything apart from coffee, brandy, or other liquors. Sounds like my grandparents. <laughs> yeah. So essentially they're just starving and pissed all the time. Sounds like my grandparents. <laughs> and, uh... The body is not allowed to be uh, left alone at any point because, again, the person will get offended and haunt everyone. So a vigil is set up and everyone just kind of takes shifts. Um, do, you, do you get the sense then that the older people are taunting and threatening hauntings during oh, their last... I would. Yeah. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? You'd it's have like, to. It's like, go and get me a biscuit or I'll haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so life is basically put on hold until the person is buried because, I mean, you're not really going to go to work if you can't have a shower. No. You know? Like, you just, you're just going to, you know, just revel in, uh, I guess, family connection and community connection at that time. So 
Uh, once they get to the the funeral, it's usually a huge affair. So we spoke about the the gypsy wedding um, TV show and how everything was quite over the top. Yeah, I, I wouldn't use that word that you used, but I know what you mean. It was the name of the television oh, show, so I think in yeah. context is yeah. okay. Um, I, I call it MBFGW. Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, of course, it's also important to be a huge affair because. You don't want the person to get offended by the piss-poor turnout and what? Haunt everybody. Oh God, you know, you've got this paradise awaiting you and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, gonna... no, 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 no. I'm pissed off about those tablecloths. My favourite <laughs> colour is red. Mm. So in Ooh. April <laughs> in April of this year, um, the father of uh, reality TV star Paddy Doherty, he was in... Um, the wedding show, and he was also on uh, Celebrity Big Brother too, I think. Um, and this funeral was huge. He was there for a, a day, and then he travelled away. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and so there, there was hundreds of people at this funeral. Like it was a big, big deal. Um, they had a big like procession going to the the church. Uh, his coffin was like at the front of the procession in this like horse drawn carriage. And they were really nice horses. There was this pair of, like, piebald horses, and they were draped in the Irish flag, and they had plumes on their head in the colours of the Irish flag. And um, it was about six guys sitting on this horse-drawn carriage all, like, kind of mugging for the cameras as, as they were going past. Um, following on from the carriage, there was 12 silver identical Roll, uh, Rolls-Royce cars which were also sporting Irish colours. I get the feeling this guy might have been Irish. Um, the coffin itself was also in Irish colours uh, at the church service, which, you know, traditionally fairly sort of sombre affairs, like some people might get up to talk and, you know, talk about the person's life and that sort of thing. Here, Irish dancers, a little bit of river dance to break up the uh, break up the mood. Then once they got to the... Uh, proper funeral service the grave was decorated with these massive like massive floral wreaths like it's such uh you know all my wreath is bigger than yours they are humongous and one was in the shape of a pint of guinness as tall (laughs) as a small child i did see these pictures i don't normally do any research but you sent me the link and uh, i got to have a look at the pictures Mm. and it was pretty impressive it's one of those things where I know, like, the, the cynic in you, you would say, well, it's all this stuff, but the person can't appreciate it. I mean, they're mm-hmm. gone. But I think what I realised, like, when my grandmother died, you, you realise that it's it's really the effect on everybody, isn't it? Mm. Like, everyone mm. who's left behind. Like, comparatively, dying must be pretty easy compared yeah. to, you know, that act, that, that passage, compared to sort of what everybody who's left behind has to go through. Mm. So if this is a way for everybody to get together and celebrate and turn something really sad into um, something that's a bit more uplifting and mm. uh, gives everyone a chance to get together and remember this person, I, I can I can see the appeal. Mm. Mm. And they had, uh, did you see the picture of there was like a big crown Yes, yeah, so a big, big cardboard gold crown or yeah, something. Yeah, with, with pictures, pictures of him on him. the side. Yeah, that was and he crazy. he was a boxer. It was pictures of him, like, getting all uh, ready to ready for some fisticuffs. Mm, yeah, and they released, uh, like, shamrock balloons. They released white doves, and they just went all out. It was just, like, completely massive. It was very, very cool. 
obviously after after the funeral and you know going on forward uh the upkeep of the grave is also very important to continue to you know honor the memory and make sure that it's not just well you put them in the ground and then that's that's the end of it uh and because you know you want to keep putting fresh flowers and stuff on because you don't want the person to get angry with you because what are they going to do haunt you you're up in heaven you're having Mm. a champagne you're enjoying yourself and then uh this little cherub comes down and goes pretty uh piss poor selection of flowers Mm. on uh saturday they look like uh servo carnations yeah Mm. and you're like all right fuck this Mm. go down Um, and also the burial itself was quite important because they believed that, uh, you know, everything came from the earth and everything should go back to the earth. So cremation is not, uh, traditionally a goer. It's always burial. And also after the funeral, traditionally at this point, all material ties to the dead would be severed. And in most cases, this means setting everything on fire. So, nice. so this is what uh, happened in Call the Midwife. The um, the person died, and they it was a beautiful. Uh, this uh, Call the Midwife is kind of um, turn of the century sort of thing, early nineteen hundreds, and um, About a fanny doctor. Uh, yeah, several several fanny doctors, and uh, a beautiful ornate wooden caravan, like that kind of almost traditional traveller caravan that you might think of. Um, and they set this fucking thing on fire, and this thing was beautiful, and I was like, hold up a minute, that seems a bit, like, excessive. But um, the caravan usually will be burned with all possessions in it, um, though, like, crockery and jewellery and stuff like that might be broken or mutilated instead. Um, and sometimes even animals belonging to the deceased might be killed, which seems pretty harsh, but... Uh, you know, this is this is what we do. Uh, horses are the exception to this rule, though, because uh, horses are useful for pulling caravans and stuff, right? And they get rid of everything because uh, keeping a dead person's belongings can result in haunting. Oh, yeah, look, I don't want anyone touching my stuff when I'm gone. <sighs> I see this room. You might see it as, like, a, a big mess. You mm-hmm. might see it as, like, a rich 10-year-old's uh, bedroom. I do. But I see it as a sarcophagus. I mm-hmm. reckon, like, you know, if I was to keel over tomorrow, mm-hmm. just board it all up around me okay. and just let me, like, be in here with all my stuff. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, in, in this case, they would sometimes bury uh, with the person some little things that they might need going into the next life you know like some you know a little hair comb so they can keep themselves looking tidy you just want to be buried with all this this stuff yeah i want my black widow collection okay just black widow and my daisy okay my ray Mm. it's a bit creepier if you call it daisy ray bait which doesn't Mm. have a surname yet Mm. okay uh so yeah i mean in modern times um it seems a little bit, yeah, a little bit extreme to just set everything on fire because, you know, people still have lives to live and essentially you're just setting their inheritance on fire. So they'll get rid of the belongings. Um, they'll sell the items to non-traveller people because um, if you sell to traveller people, then, you know, there's still the risk of haunting. If you sell to non-traveller people, then fuck it, they can get haunted. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah? You don't want to be, like, getting your... 
late father's iPad and it's like, well, these are all just ghost apps. <laughs> oh! And then, like, a hand comes through the iPad and <laughs> strangle, grabs you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you paid for. No. There's, no, there's no warranty that it will help with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's also important that uh, when they do sell the things, uh, they're not meant to, like, massively profit from these items. They're allowed to sell them, but, uh, you know, they can't stick it on eBay and hope to make heaps of money because, guess what? Haunting. Yeah. Yeah, so you better hope when you sell off your Nan's pop vinyl collection that she doesn't have any, uh, you know, chases or rares in there because uh, you have to sell them for retail. Or or else, yeah. Or else. Or else Nan's going to just come down and just, like, get on your tits forever. (laughs) (laughs) There's a ghost on my tits. Um, Wow. Yeah, and carrying on with that, like, they can't. Uh, they're not going to mention the name of the dead person after they've died for fear of, like, invoking their spirit. But they don't want to get fucking haunted. Like, everything they do is, like, no ghost, please. And even if the name has been, like, a family name, they've handed it down to one of their kids, uh, they'd spell it differently or they would, like, use a nickname when they're talking to the person so they don't anger the dead relative. Look, dead people... No tolerance for the mm, living by absolutely. the sounds of it. Absolutely. Like, it really sounds like you've got enough to deal with, like, you know. In this realm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, someone's died and you're like, oh, my God, I'm, like, so sad and all this stuff is happening. And you have to, like, second guess every decision you make lest they come back to haunt you. Yeah. Like, you have to do everything in your power to just make sure that they are so happy they are the happiest dead person in the whole world. Yeah. Mm. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Not in this yeah, That's not for sure. Not at all. They're extremely afraid of ghosts. And there was some things saying that they can come back, uh, reappear as, like, wolves. Right. So imagine being a traveller person just going to, like, the zoo or whatever and seeing a wolf and being like, Ah, oh, it's Nan! You know? Yeah. Like, that would just be a worry. Wolf bites your nuts because you made 10 bucks profit <laughs> yeah. on a teapot. Yeah. Crikey. Exactly, yeah. It's really uh, a lot of tenterhooks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I don't think I've ever been to a funeral, you know. I've been to too many. Mm. 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 On that note, Whew. yeah. So a little bit, yeah, again, a little bit more somber episode, but uh, interesting, I think. Yeah, but I find... To be honest, like, living as I am, my family's on the other side of the country. I don't have a lot. I love my family. I get along with my family very well. But I don't have weekly sort of family commitments. Mm. I'm not religious. I don't have children. Um, Like, ritual, I find very, very alien. Mm. Like, when I do go to something and you see everybody... Like even a wedding, even like one of our weddings, mm. and you and I've been to a few different types, and you see people going through these motions and having this like unspoken set of rules mm. that they. I find that very odd in any mm. situation. I'm just like, why? Why do we have to do it like that? Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, funerals again, just in general. I've yeah, I've been to quite a few. Is like they they are kind of quite regimented in the way that they're they're run and every how everything is done and 
yeah, I guess there's less um, – with weddings, you do have a bit more freedom. Like, you can have a wedding in a park. can't really have a funeral in a park. Like, you are sort of beholden to that um, – uh, You can't bury environment. a body anywhere. Yeah, not just anywhere. But you yeah. could take the ashes to yeah, a park. you can. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can. Just not the body. Not the body. And it would no. be after the whole uh, yeah. ceremony and all Look, that Look, I thing. love Weekend of Bernie's, but it's not practical. It's like, not, you no. could do that in the 80s. Mm. I don't think you could do that. Times have changed now. So often now. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. You can put, like, Granddad in a wheelbarrow with some sunglasses and take him down to the park and occasionally wave his hand around. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't I'll, think anyone's going to stop you. They probably wouldn't, but... Uh, well, if you do it yeah. with confidence. Yeah. Or if you do anything with confidence, you will uh, you will get your way. So, uh, speaking of doing things with confidence, we are going to leave with confidence now. <laughs> um, you can catch us on fruitlesspursuits.com. Uh, all our other shows and bits and pieces will be up there. Uh, we are also on Facebook, uh, a group called The Book Was Better FPcast something else. Scarjo a go-go. Scarjo a go-go, that's the other one. Discussion group. Yes. Yes. We should maybe just call it the Fruitless Pursuits Discussion Group. Yeah. That would be too easy, though. That's true. It's just too simple. We need to... These people need to go through a test. No, the link is on the Fruitless Pursuits page. Oh, we'll just go to fruitlesspursuits.com and then go there. It'll be a link. It doesn't matter what it's called. You just link there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just go to it and then talk about things. And if you don't, we'll haunt you. And yes, if you are interested in finding uh, out about anything else to do with Traveller Culture, there is a bunch of stuff um, By, on YouTube. Uh, the Tintin and Captain Haddock adventure stuff. Go watch that. Do not listen to Captain Haddock's opinions on uh, Traveller people. Uh, yes, lots of stuff on YouTube. It's very, very interesting. Very kind of... Uh, an alien experience to, to get a uh, look into this lifestyle. So do check it out. Very cool. Um, we will leave confidently now. And yeah, it's just interesting to know about other cultures. Like, they would find a lot of things that we do very odd. Yeah. I'm a marshmallow of a man. Mm. You can't go too close to fires. That's you'll true. crisp right up. I will toast. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, we will see you next time. Badonkadonk. donk <laughs>